0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of Yourself to us through Your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection, may increase our desire for You in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. Our Mass readings this weekend kick off with a passage from the Book of Wisdom. In this section of the book, the author is recalling the experience of different nations in the story of Israel and how God dealt with them. At the beginning of chapter 12, The author specifically mentions the ancient inhabitants of your holy land, referring to the Canaanites who resided in the promised land before the Israelites arrived. Verse 4 of the chapter tells us that these Canaanites practiced works of sorcery and human sacrifice, even sacrificing their own children in blood rituals. Yet while acknowledging that God could have destroyed these Canaanites with a single decisive word, the author says instead that God sent wasps in a way that allowed them the space for repentance. It's in that spirit, then, that our first reading speaks. But though you are master of might, you judge with clemency, and with much lenience you govern us. Reflecting on the mercy God showed the Canaanites, the author recognizes how the people of Israel have received good ground for hope that God will permit repentance for their sins, as he did with the Canaanites. With so much to say about our Gospel this weekend, we're actually going to hop right over the second reading, which is a short two-verse excerpt from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Depending upon if the celebrant of the Mass chooses the long or short form of this weekend's Gospel, you'll either hear one parable or three. The one parable, consistent with both the long form and the short form, is that of the weeds and the wheat. As Jesus tells the parable, he says that while everyone was asleep, an enemy arrives and sows weeds among all the wheat of a man's field. Such an action wouldn't have been all that uncommon in the ancient world. Think about it. If your neighbor or a crosstown rival made you irate, sabotaging his crops was a good way to take vengeance. This was common enough, in fact, that Roman laws were created to lay down penalties for someone caught sabotaging another man's field. The saboteur is mentioned as sowing weeds, and just about all scholars agree that these weeds, zizavia in Greek, are what we know as darnel. In the words of scripture scholar Ben Witherington III, darnel looks so much like wheat in its early stages of growth so as to be virtually indistinguishable from wheat to the naked eye. And that's what creates the problem. The master of the household doesn't realize the enemy's actions until, as we're told, the crop grew and bore fruit. The entire parable is meant to describe the final judgment, and the long form of this gospel concludes with Jesus' explanation of this parable. But sandwiched in between the Weeds and the Wheat parable, and then its subsequent explanation, are two additional parables. The first is of the mustard seed growing into a plant that can end up being anywhere from two to six feet in height. The translation at Mass describes this finished product as a large bush but the word in Greek is very clearly meant as a tree, dendron. This is because trees were used symbolically at the time to describe different world empires. Thus, the usage of the word tree is important here, and is unfortunately exchanged for bush in our translation at Mass, because Jesus is talking about a kingdom, an empire, the kingdom of heaven. As an example of a tree being used to describe a kingdom, chapter 4 of the book of Daniel details the empire of Babylon as a tree of great height at the center of the earth. Jesus' mention of the birds of the sky arriving to dwell in the branches of the mustard seed tree makes sense when we consider that that concept is nearly verbatim with Daniel chapter 4, verse 18. The final of the three parables is of the yeast and flour. Just as with the parable of the mustard seed, there's a contrast here too between small and large. Although we're not told just how much yeast was used, the amount of flour that's used, three measures, is equivalent to about 60 pounds. That's enough dough to feed over a hundred people. In both parables, Jesus is describing something small that has a massive impact on the whole. And just as with the previous parable, our translation unfortunately misses out on capturing the full force of Jesus' words. We're told that the woman took and mixed the yeast with three measures of wheat flour. But the word for the mixing in Greek is in Krupto Krypto is the Greek word for hidden, and it's still used today. Think of the word cryptocurrency. It takes its etymology from krypto, something that's hidden. Translated a bit more precisely then, Jesus says the woman takes and hides the yeast among the measures of wheat flour. So too, it's almost as if those who promote the kingdom of heaven are meant to be hidden among the world to be able to leaven it from the inside out. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.